Pause and Play Podcast by Jessica Perkins. Bite-sized inspiration for reflection and connection. Living, loving, parenting, and reparenting the playful way. Cultivating connection and growing forward together. Needs versus wants. I think it's been one of my most challenging grown up, growing into myself as a parent notions to meet my children's needs. There is a part of me, probably coming from an insecure ego spot, that wants to meet my children's wants. I want my children to thrive. I want my children to be happy and peaceful and playful and joyful. It's an easy fix to do that when you give in to their wants. Saying no is hard, even if it's in their best interest. Holding boundaries can be challenging particularly if you come from a family dynamic or history of trauma. Holding boundaries can be super uncomfortable. When you hold a boundary with a child that they don't want, again, I'm using the word want, not need. When you hold a boundary with a child and they don't want to do or they want something and we're holding a firm no about something it's going to escalate they go into dysregulation they just want what they want that comes out as big feelings that comes out as whining and crying and tantruming and their immature brains they're still developing brains cannot factor in for all of the information, cannot think through the long-term impact or long-term effects of why eating candy all day every day is not good for them, of why having screens on all day every day is not in their best interest, why staying up all night, not ever going to bed, isn't actually them living their best, most healthy lives. They want what they want. It is fast, free, and easy to constantly give in to the wants. In the short term, it feels easier. It feels less uncomfortable because then they're not whining, crying, tantruming. It puts a smile on their face because they're getting what they want and that as a parent, we want our children to be happy. We want our children to have more than we've had. We want children to be more than who we think we are. We've got all of these kind of expectations that we put on our own parenting and on our children. So in the moment, 
it's fast free easy it feels good it's not uncomfortable but laying firm on a boundary when a child wants something is uncomfortable causes a a tantrum if you're out in public sometimes that tantrum escalates to the point of them rolling on the floor screaming because they couldn't get the chocolate bar that was right next to the counter at the grocery store or in the toy aisle kicking and shouting because they didn't get the toy that they wanted quick fix you give them what they want that stops the crying stops the whining stops the tantruming stops maybe you're not embarrassed because they're not throwing that fit in the long run what that teaches your child is an extinction point so they know that they could push past your boundary They can get what they want if they just cry loud enough, scream long enough, embarrass you enough, if if it's embarrassing to you. All they have to do is escalate higher and higher before you give in to them. What you are kind of covertly teaching them is they don't have to walk through the muck. They don't have to walk through that dysregulated feeling of not getting what they want, the disappointment that comes with not getting what they want when they want it. That skill takes practice. Disappointment, walking through disappointment and the discomfort of disappointment is something that I know many grown-ups have a difficulty with. And by always giving in, you're not only making it harder for yourself in the long run, you're also teaching your child uh, ways to get their needs met that are maladaptive. The other option takes more work. It's more challenging You have to follow through. And as a parent, when you are juggling all of the things, and believe me, I know what juggling all the things looks like. I am a single parent of three children. We homeschool. We've homeschooled for the past seven years. And I own a small business. I'm an entrepreneur. So running a business, homeschooling, and being a single parent and doing all of this by myself, I know what that's like following through having to follow through the time that takes but when we continue to set the groundwork for following through and the expectation of my no means no you can be uncomfortable with it you can tantrum with it I will be here through your tantrum you can get through this You can get through your big feelings. Your big feelings will not kill you. It will not be the end of the world. If you have to sit with your big feelings and your disappointment and your anger and your upset, you are strong enough to get through this. And I am here to support you in your big feelings. We are meeting a whole range of needs and resilience building skills the difference between need and want. 
want is getting something fast, free, and easy. Needs are something much deeper. It takes thoughtfulness to consider a young person's needs or your needs. Not just the things that will soothe you in the moment, right now, right here, because you want it, because it feels good, because it'll bring a smile to your face. But the needs of who you are. And what will lead you to a more holistic, whole life. What are those needs? Needs versus wants. Some things in life we, I don't give my children a choice about because I know I'm the grown-up. I know what's in their best interest. I know a need versus a want. Yes, they might have a choice in which vegetable they eat because then they will be able to reclaim some power and have some control, but they need to eat a vegetable. Or maybe it doesn't have to be at every meal, but sometime over the course of the day, I keep offering it to try to normalize that that need. Needs versus wants. There are some things in life that I ask my children what they want. And sometimes I reflect with them when they get a little bit older and we can start to think more critically about it. If that want is, is a want or a need. And if that want is something healthy for them or, or not healthy for them, why? And as a parent, it has been extremely uncomfortable to hold boundaries on certain things to sit through the big feelings and wait long enough for them to reach their big feeling extinction point and then move on from there. But as a parent, it is my responsibility to my child to know who they are so individually that I can help meet them where they're at in their necessities help them to decipher the difference between wants and needs as they mature so that their prefrontal cortex, their wise leader, can come on and start to discern for themselves. Is this something fast, free, and easy? What am I using this for? What need is underneath this? What am, what am I needing? How can I fill that need? And giving them the tools to regulate their feelings, their emotions, their big feelings, and practicing it with compassion and non-judgment that your feelings are valid and your feelings are real. And just because you really, really want that lollipop and it's making you so angry and sad that you cannot have it doesn't mean that I should give in to you and give you the lollipop because that wouldn't be me being doing my job as being a parent because I want what's best for you now and 
in the long term. And that's my responsibility to think through what that is. So a child that doesn't want to brush their teeth or doesn't want to go to the dentist, it's my responsibility to help them brush their teeth, to bring them to the dentist. It might not be something that's convenient, not, not be something that they want to do in the moment, but I have to show up and help support them in whatever feelings they have surrounding that and helping them work through that. The difference between want and need. Laying the groundwork of fulfilling our needs is more of a long-term strategy you know, setting boundaries, sticking with them, taking the time to listen to your child and help them process the difference between needs and wants and help them process their big feelings when they're having big feelings and pausing long enough to provide compassion and understanding while they're having big feelings. Takes effort, takes time, takes energy. But that doesn't mean that you are wrong for setting that boundary. I remember my grandma, when I was pregnant with my daughter, she, I had asked her for some wisdom and advice about parenting. And she told me, don't say no unless you have to. But when you say no, mean no which just means follow through. My children have a wide range of choice and freedom and independence in our home. And when I say no, I try, I sometimes fail, I try very intentionally to say no with intention and to follow through on my no They have a range of ability to be independent and to have choice and freedom to choose and have power over their own lives. And I love talking to them about their why, you know, why they're choosing the things they're choosing and why they're feeling the things they're feeling. It provides so much depth to our connection and insight into who they are as human beings and what they value and what they want for their lives. So sticking with no, setting that boundary, sticking with it when you have to follow through so that that they know where their fences are. Because children, as much as they want growing independence, they also need containment in the sense that they need to know where the edges are, your edges and every parent will be different. Every parent will have different fences about things they can tolerate or deal with or stick with, depending on your own history, your own childhood, your own activations. I have a really hard time with rough and tumble play. So when they're engaging in rough and tumble play, I need to check out or I need to tap somebody else in to kind of oversee that because I know how important rough and tumble play is developmentally but it's very hard for me to tolerate without saying no and so sometimes it's tricky finding the lines and being 
supportive when I know it's in their best interest and pulling back when I know it's in their best interest, but having to meet my own needs about my comfort around rough and tumble play at the same time as meeting their needs to engage in rough and tumble play. Looping children in to things, some things, it's, and it depends on a child's age and stage. So a 12-year-old is different than an 8-year-old, is different than a 6-year-old, is different than a 4-year-old or a 1-year-old and what they're able to communicate, what they're able to wrap their head around, what they're able to give you choice and freedom about developmentally. And also it depends on the personality of your child. Some children just need to know what's what. They need to know what the rules are. They're cool following them, but they just need to know. Where are the boundaries? Where are the fences? Tell me ahead of time. Let me know what to expect. And then when I test them, I want you to follow through because I need to know that you're safe and that you'll hold that container in that space for me and that you mean what you say and you say what you mean and you'll show up. The difference between want and need Sometimes it's a difference I struggle with as a grown-up between my wants and my needs. So it certainly makes sense to me that a child would also struggle with wanting, wanting what's fast, free, and easy versus truly, really acknowledging their needs and deciphering between the two. And it's my job, I believe, as a parent, a caregiver, as somebody who is helping to usher young people into the world who will one day be grown-ups making their own choices and decisions, that it's my responsibility to help them determine the difference, but also be very clear about the expectations and helping to give them what they need even if they don't think they need it that's okay that's my job as a parent to say that's the way that it is because that's what's healthy I am the parent and I do get to make certain choices because of that I will take your thoughts and wisdom and considerate into consideration but ultimately this is my decision And even those boundaries felt so hard for me. Those words felt hard for me to find as a parent. Because I really wanted to practice peaceful parenting and engaged parenting and mindful parenting. And I truly value hearing what my children have to say. And sometimes I would over not only hear what they have to say, but give in to what they had to say. And so it's an an experiment for me of finding the balance between wants and needs and also reclaiming some of my parental authority a little bit and saying I hear you saying that you really want that I have thought about it and this is what you need and this is what we're going to do because this is what I believe in my my ultimate wisdom and my truth that this 
is what you need. This is what our family needs. Children don't always have the insight into what they need. They don't have the experience for it. And that's why there are parents in the world and there are children in the world. We get to be guides, facilitators, supporters, and advocates for our children. That is a great gift for them and for us. Interested in finding other ways to connect through play and communication to grow forward together. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Come join our Facebook group, The Playful Way. It's a free Facebook group all about connecting to ourselves and each other through play. Playful has two L's because you have to fill your own cup before you can help anyone else fill theirs. Come join our community and play along with us in our Facebook group, The Playful Way. That's playful with two L's because you can't help anyone fill their cup without first filling your own. You can also find us on Instagram at The Playful Way and Mama May I Shop. You can find our handmade toys at www.mamamayi.shop. And you can find more tips, tricks, and resources for living and loving the playful way and growing forward together at jessicaperkins.com.